about gardening, Taylor, talking about my compost pit is like hot to the touch and how I haven't mowed my grass in like three weeks. I was literally about to say that I'm, that's okay that I missed that. So you don't really have to go into any further detail. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. We're planning on getting chickens by the end of the summer, dude. Gardening nerds. Mm-hmm. Mm. By the end of the summer, I'm planning on moving. Nice. Gonna get like your own place, like with your own ground that you can plant shit in. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a there was a place that we were looking at that actually had a farmhouse in the back, and it was like two and a half acres. And I'm like, can we have it? And then I looked at the price, and I was like, no, we can't. That sucks. That sucks. Just wait for the housing market to collapse, and then you <laughs> might actually be able to get it. the housing prices have gone way down. Yeah, they're dropping. You know? Yeah, they yeah. are dropping. Which is only a sign of a recession. I mean, come on. We can't win, you know, in this system. Let's not go there. Hey, everybody. It's the pre-show where we talk about what we're going to do in the show. I watched two movies of import this week that were streaming. We'll talk about that segment one and everything else that y'all want to talk about. Uh, Wonder Woman got a kid. A uh, bunch mm-hmm. of quick hits. New Daredevil run. Uh, new Thor run, Taylor. I'm very stoked yeah. about this, dude. Uh, and then the Eisner, Eisner's. We'll run through the ones that we give a shit about. The We're going to talk about uh, the death of that character. I do have it in the notes, but yeah, I definitely wanted to run that by you. At least uh, in passing, yeah. Mostly, yeah. I guess we could talk about like Who the implications for like broader media or whatever. And mutants <laughs> and, and yeah, just building buzz and things like that. Uh, a couple doses of food news. One's actually really geek-related. The other one is just gluttony in and of itself. And then, man, so many comics this week. Um, I think Taylor and I are going to have really the same top three, maybe a different order, but I'm not sure what else he could have put in there. And I was, there's really, a lot of, I was really impressed by the There's a lot of solid there. reads, but not a lot of stuff that like knocked my socks off this week. You know? And there was one that I thought was just fucking amazing. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. But yeah, My top three is uh, interesting this week. Oh man! See, I don't even know what to pick anymore for the for the pictures for the covers, you know, in the interiors. But well, we got a ways to go before we get there. So yeah, we got a ways to go. So let's do it. Let's let's find a fun intro. I gotta scroll down. Sorry. Yeah, we'll do this one. This one's fun. Man, I had such a. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by assholes. Well, fuck you. I'm asshole prime, though, so it don't matter. Fair enough. another episode of this geek and comics outright geekery's comic book shit talk show shit talk show mm. i got a full house this week i'm so happy taylor andy aka david oh. how's it going gentlemen very good What's up? very good yeah, it was a good sunday yeah, it was all right it was all right i was unmotivated very unmotivated uh this week i was kind of motivated i watched two things the dungeon dragons movie a perfect movie maybe one of my favorites of the year no <laughs> I'm going to say I, it right now. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. I, it was a, brilliant. I have a funny story about that. Me and the wife saw it on Paramount Plus, and yeah. thus like true D&D players, we have rescheduled watching this about five times already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I, I was trying to go see it with my D&D group for a long time, and we kept having to put it off because we never found a weekend that worked. The, so, yeah. the current plan is to watch it on Tuesday for us. So it's very good, man. Yeah, it's and a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like meta jokes for D and D players, and but even if you don't play at all, life, I feel like it, the it works. Amanda. Yeah, yeah, it, it works worked pretty well. It's just like time. it's fantasy guardians of the galaxy, so it's still a lot of fun. You know? Yeah, she had a great time mm-hmm. with it. Uh, speaking of Marvel, I also watched Ant Man: Quantumania. It's just sort of meh. I didn't hate it. You know, I had an okay yeah. time watching um, it, but it was really about seeing Kang. It felt kind of yes. empty, except yeah. for Kang. If the main goal of this movie was to tee up Kang the Conqueror as like a big antagonist moving forward, they did accomplish that. But yeah. the yeah, movie itself it. is kind of forgettable, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Not bad, just forgettable. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what'd you, you guys remember this the movie got shot? 
like I, two years uh, after it completed. I yeah, saw Guardians for a reviews. second time. Oh, fun. fun. Yeah. I've got some days off coming up. I was planning on going seeing Guardians again, probably then. Nice. So no love for the new uh, Fast Furious movie no. i've never seen any of them but i am really I, have seen, I have never seen them in their entirety oh, okay. so actually the only fast and furious movie i've seen is the spin-off hobbs and shaw okay all right that doesn't count but i don't think fast it does and furious movie i've seen is the first fast and furious movie oh I've god that all. is a blast from the past at this point I've seen them all. They're all. I can't also, tell any of them completely apart. Completely misrepresentative of what the movies are now. Yeah, right. Uh, I can't tell any of them apart. You know, I always say the one where they're dragging the safe, the one yeah. where they jump from building to building. I mean, the these movies really the are just like the submarine. They <laughs> set up like absurd car stunts, and that's not a knock. I mean, I'm glad these movies exist. I love the shit out of watching the action scenes from them. Yeah, I'm tempted to go see this one a time. Just, it's yeah. Avengers with cars, dude. Yeah, yeah. They could have called this movie Hot Wheels. Just you know? give me, just give me, give me a Gaslands, give me a Gaslands movie at this point in time. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. Cars are always cool. You know, Americans. The world has this this fixation with vehicles. So, uh, Jeff chiming in. Yeah, he made it to the 8 p.m. show. It's weird. We're going to go up against the finale of American Idol. So I don't know how anybody's hanging out, but thank I'm you. I'm hoping there's not a lot of crossover between what? people who watch this. American Idol's still on? I know. It's moved networks. Today it's, I learned something. It's weird, I learned something weird. today, yeah. Uh, anybody else do anything cool this week? Anybody? I've Nobody? been playing a lot of the new Zelda game. Oh, man. I keep The articles just won't end. How to do this, how to do that. Now I've been trying to avoid like just about everything, you know, because like, there's a lot of fun to be had in just like figuring out combinations and like contraptions you can build just on your own. Yeah, um, I don't know. The contraptions are kind of weird. Like Link made a flamethrower out of a piece of twine, a matchstick, and a flamethrower. It's like, wait a minute. You know, <laughs> he had a but like, it's MacGyver. Yeah, it's MacGyver, yeah, I mean, but like neutered MacGyver. They basically just gave you the mod kit. Like, and that's like a core feature of the game, you know? But, um, yeah, I've seen people have built, like, the Trojan horse and, like, you know, a flamethrower battle platform and shit like I, that. I, I've seen wild, some dude. videos where they've built, like, a this big stabby thing. Yeah. It, Thanks it has, for like, elaborating. Well, it's like a cart, but it has a bunch of, it has, like, this uh, mechanism that has uh, spears on the end of it, so they rotate and they continually stab stuff and he can just drive it around and keep stabbing like these goblin looking like, things. stab stuff. What else? Anybody else do anything cool this week? Um, uh, go ahead, David. I, I, uh, I did the, uh, the, I pledged to the Kickstarter for the uh, Legend Meets Science 2. Was that they, RPG some stuff? No, that's a uh, documentary by Doug Highcheck. Oh, uh, yes. I remember you you bragged about getting, you know, retweeted or liked on Twitter or something by the guy. Crypto. Cryptozoology. Yeah. Yeah. Crypto nerd. Kind of like yeah. not, not Bitcoin, but cryptids. Yeah. No, it's Bitcoin. It's basically Bitcoin. Cryptid, not crypto. Just making sure I understand. <laughs> yes. Andy. Okay. What you do uh, this weekend? Yeah, fun. Decided to celebrate my birthday on Monday. That's right. Yeah, I turned forty-one, so you know I'm I'm still young. Chat. You're the youngest well, one. Many happy here returns. On Are you the youngest one here? On uh, no, I'm only. Uh, how old am I? I'm thirty-four. You're Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. <laughs> oh, no. God. Um, I did. Uh, well, it doesn't matter out. anymore, so I kind of forget how old I am most of the yeah, time. Me too. I don't remember. Uh, just watching a bunch of movies. Uh, Finished Star Wars Visions. That was really good. I, nice. I preferred, it's so dope. I prefer I prefer this this second season over the first season. It's a lot better. Yeah. I uh, watched a movie I didn't know exists called Hard Candy. That was really good. Ah, it rings a bell. That does ring a bell. Yeah, it's got Elliot Page in it. Very young Elliot Page. Oh man, I love Elliot Page. Yeah. So. Cool. And other than that, it's just been kind of, you know, just got done watching Spider-Man Homecoming because that's on Disney Plus, And I got uh, nice, nice watching it for the second time. We're kind of half listening to it. But I, I watched Guardians that. of the Galaxy 2 on Friday. And that's probably why, I, why I've been so sad this weekend. <laughs> Moving yeah. on, let's do news. And now the news. Uh, Wonder Woman's getting a daughter. 
but not in continuity. Uh, King, Tom King, and Sam Pierre are going to introduce Diana's daughter in Wonder Woman number 800. This is coming next month, I think. Uh, you know, June, tw- yeah, June 20th. Uh, I hadn't heard that she wasn't can- continuity, so she's well, like, she's is like she Black Label or something? She's in the future. Oh, so it's like a possible future. Th- kind of like uh, yeah. Helena Wayne, I guess. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Sort of canon, but like not currently in continuity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically weird. Power Girl. I mean, I don't know. She's got some unique shit going on, I think. Tom King, Daniel Sampier. Her name's going to be Trinity. Following the prelude story in next month's Wonder Woman 800, King of Sampier will return to the present day for Wonder Woman number one. We don't really have a lot on this. Um, the origin of introducing Wonder Woman's daughter, Trinity, also known as Lizzie came from his frequent collaborations with Mitch Gerards. Uh, he was mom on Who Did Daddy Be, of course. Um, but well, I'm sure, sure they'll string that along for forever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she got three lassos, which is kind of weird. A gold lasso, a white lasso, and a black lasso. Um, yeah, I don't if know, If she man. gets a red and blue one, she'll be able to summon a Zord. <laughs> well, <laughs> the... the- the knee-jerk reaction here is that this does seem kind of like a gimmicky thing to introduce, but yeah, it's a gimmick yeah. that's worked. I mean, Superman's son has been a resounding success, so oh, yeah. maybe they could pull that something out like that. dope. I love Oh, yeah. Damien. Dope. You know what? Yeah, that's the better example because Damien Wayne came around uh, before uh, John mm-hmm. Kent did. Um, sweet potato pie. Hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this is an idea that has some legs to it. We'll, I'd be interested to see how they pull it off. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I can't wait for Wonder Woman 800. It looks great. but Although, yeah, I am we'll stuck on how Lizzie is a nickname for Trinity. I don't know if it's a nickname or if her name is like... Trinity Elizabeth or something? I don't know. Maybe they just call her Trinity. Maybe Trinity is like a code name. Oh, uh, like she's not Wonder Woman, she's Trinity? Yeah. Okay, I guess I could buy that. Elizabeth or Lizzie or something. But I'm okay. Not, yeah. We'll learn more. They're really, you know, keeping tight, tight-lipped on this because it hopefully. Oh yeah, sure. They cool. just they told us enough to get us to buy the comic. You know, I was gonna buy it anyway. Yeah. Sure. It anyway. Yeah, but like get more people to buy the comic. Yeah. Uh, all right. The rest is a couple of quick hits before the Eisners. Uh, Chips run on Daredevil. Chips at Arsky will run with number. Uh, will end with number fourteen. They've already announced announced the new number one. Solid and Ahmed, and Aaron Cooter. Uh, September 13th, Ahmed said, I wanted to only take this job on if I felt like I had a new, unique take on Matt and Hell's Kitchen. I, I love that already because it's bringing Matt back to his grounds, his roots. Yeah, getting him back to his uh, back to basics, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's at the center of this, him and his world. But it's the Marvel Universe. What I've really enjoyed in talking with other editors, uh, other offices, is finding ways through these first couple of arcs to keep Matt centered, keep this centered on his people in his world, but bring in some familiar Marvel figures that I think are going to blow people's minds when they pop up on the page. So uh, Ahmed loves writing Miles Morales. I think we'll do a Daredevil Miles Morales story. That's where I think this is going to end up eventually. Yeah, I mean, you had me at Salah Ahmed writing Daredevil. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a great way to follow. Chip Zdarsky's had a great run, and Salah Ahmed's one of those few names where I'm like, okay, this is a this is keeping me in, you know? Yeah, that's not somebody you put on like a you know a placeholder run like they sometimes do between the big runs, you know? Yeah, I hate that there's a JRJR cover, but whatever. Well, he's not the actual artist. Yeah, Aaron Cooter. Honestly, this cover's not bad. I mean, this is a good cover. Off some like. Miller era stuff right here. Oh no, you're not wrong. Yeah, this is Miller now that Miller is not Miller anymore. Um I mean JRJR does good like movie poster poses. It's just yeah. like kind of drawing the action of things that I think he struggles a bit with nowadays. Yeah. But I'm all in on this. I can't wait. Very excited. I, again, Chips Run has been great. It's been way too epic for what Daredevil should be, in my opinion, more street level shit. I don't but, think it's a bad idea to have Daredevil branch out and do like. I mean, we've had Spider Man right. in space, you know. We've had right, like you right. know, uh, Kamala Khan's been on alien planets. It's okay for these guys to get out of their sandbox every now and then, but 
it is also refreshing to see like the iconic setting with like this iconic character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Daredevil's coming out. We'll talk more about that when it launches. Now there's another book, man, Al Ewing is doing a book called immortal Thor. Now this is off of the heels basically of his immortal Hulk run. So he's basically challenging himself, right? Yeah. Putting the immortal title on a book after the immortal Hulk run, which was just brilliant. I mean, that's not an accident. Yeah, they're taking this, um, maybe the best Hulk run of all time. It's in the running. This, yeah, same writer, same adjective. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that, 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 yeah, that is throwing down the gauntlet for himself, I think. You know, trying to match yeah. what he already did. Yeah, he's doing this character. book with uh, Martin Cocolo. Mm. He's been on Daredevil, or pardon me, on Deadpool right now. Um, Matt Wilson on the colors. Um, Alex Ross is going to be doing all of the covers. Oh, I didn't realize he was doing all the covers. I thought he was just doing the titles. Just like with Immortal Hulk. Just like with Immortal Hulk. He's doing all the covers. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a good series then. Oh, it's going to be really good, dude. He's already got the first 50 issues roadmap. And I couldn't be more excited about. Yeah, I am. If they can get to 50 issues. No, I I don't think there's any. Al Ewing, yeah, he'll definitely do it. But (laughs) if if he's got the roadmap, he'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thor is a favorite character of mine, and I don't want to knock the Donny Cates run, but it just wasn't for me, you know? Well, it was a little too, off like... Of, of Aaron's amazing fucking run, dude. God, yeah, that, 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 so that would have been impossible to live up to. So, yeah, that's not really a fair comparison to make. But yeah. Al Ewing uh, going up to bat with, you know, the immortal title here, and it's I'm really stoked for this. Yeah, dude, this is going to be something special. Man, I can't wait. Get every issue, get every variant you can, because, yeah, this is going to be a big deal. The problem is he's already going into Al Ewing sort of testing himself. I have to try. You know what I mean? I have confidence in the guy, but, man, it sounds like he don't have as much confidence in himself as maybe he should. Um, I do like that Thor's going back to the regular Thor costume, uh, the whole P or whatever that Donny Case brought in was cool. It represented like the thorn on the world tree. I liked it. Yeah. Well, that's actually the symbol you use for Thor and like Norse runes and stuff. But yeah. But no, you're right. The Kirby look is cool to see once again. Oh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, look out for that one. Now we get into the Eisners. Okay. Uh, The 2023 Eisner Award nominations have been announced. This always leads to a little bit of arguing. Which is why I put it in here. A little bit. So, best single issue or one shot. I didn't bring all of the uh, categories in. Just, you know, the ones that I thought we'd like. Uh, One Bad Day, Riddler by Tom King and Mitch Gerards. Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond, Jed McKay, C.F. Bia. That's actually your Avengers team. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number three. Star Trek, number 400, which is actually the first part. You know, it had the, the the prelude to the issue number one of the new Star Trek series, which is fucking amazing. And my pick, A Vicious Circle, book one by Matson Tomlin and Lieber Mayo. Nothing on that one. Um, Lieber Mayo. So. Oh my god, that book was so good. A Vicious Circle on Boom Studios. That book was amazing. Yeah, well, that was a good book. Um, I, I think. Riddler oh, that was been- a time travel one, right? Yeah. yeah, it's the one where, like, the dad is, like, he's with his family, and he goes down into the basement, and he has the dude chained up. Yeah. Okay, I, all right. Yeah. That I never actually read it, one. so I can't really comment on it. Yeah, we talked about amazing it. amazing from yeah, the previews, yeah. I mean, yeah. Besides the Star Trek one and Riddler One Bad Day, there's not really much other competition besides that for yeah. you know, what's going to win it. So, Because a lot of people did like Riddler One Bad Day, but the Star Trek 400, which sets up this, so it sets up the new series, is definitely probably a heavy contender in this field. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to pick. Best continuing series, Daredevil, Department of Truth, Philadelphia, A Nice House on the Lake, Nightwing, and She-Hulk. Uh, there's so many good books on here, but I'm sorry, Nightwing. Nightwing, yeah, easily. Nightwing. Easily. Daredevil's been great, you know, but Nightwing's been next fucking level. It's basically been guiding the entire DC universe. To where it is not right to diminish now. it but we have all sorts of great daredevil runs this is the only nightwing run i can think of that's like you know 
a Good must get. Out. You know. Good call out. Um, <laughs> best limited <coughs> Animal Castle, Batman One oh. Bad Day, Human Target, Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham, and Superman Space Age by Russell Allred and Ooh. Allred. It's the base age. It's got to be. That's Animal Castle is a strong contender here. No I, Ca- I like Animal Castle, but I also really like uh, Human Target. Man, this I is a hard say, one, dude. Isn't it's Animal Castle just like one issue deep so far? No, that's no, no, Animal that's Castle no, volume second two. volume. That's oh, the second volume. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first volume it, is completed. Yes. Between, it's going to go down between Animal Castle and Superman Space Age. It's Those are going to be the top two. I think so, too. The One Bad Day thing was cool. Human Target was fantastic, but I think Animal Castle and Space Age have like legs that will run forever. You know, people yeah. will always call back on those, and it deserves yeah. some some love. Uh, best new series, uh, not a lot in here, but Atonement Bell, Love Everlasting. That's Tom King and Elsa Chartier's like romance comic over at Image, but Public Domain by Chip Zdarsky. Hey, and, yeah, that's a great yep. book, but. They're also calling yep. out Star Trek by Kelly Lansing and Rosanos and Traveling to Mars by Mark Russell gets a nomination. Man, there are some great books on that list. Public Domain is fucking so good. Traveling to Mars has been amazing. But I'm sorry, I want Star Trek to win this so bad because it's so deserving, you know? Now, part of that is, you know, being a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you could even put a Star Trek comic book in the conversation. And that's an amazing accomplishment. Exactly. My thoughts. Exactly, dude. I think public domain will win. (laughs) It's really good. And it's got that like meta sort of history thing with comics. There's a lot of parallels between it and Bill Finger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best writer, Grace Ellis on flung out in space, Tom King on Batman killing time, Batman one more day, all these other books, human target. Uh, Mark Russell on a hundred books, One Star Squadron, Superman. Oh, One Star Squadron was really oh, it was good. so fucking rad. One Star dude. Squadron was, so was, I think, a big sleeper hit from last year. It was really yeah. good. Uh, James Tynion, of course, and Chip Zdarsky for Stillwater, Daredevil, Batman, and all these other things. Public domain. Yeah, public domain. Yeah. Um, Chip's got this award, hands down. Man. I I don't know. I, I don't know, I, dude. It's a I tough race right here, man. That That's is why that I wanted is to call a, this that one is out. A very close. Could you tell me the uh, names again? It's Grace Ellis, Tom King, Mark Russell, James Tiny in the fourth, and Chip Zdarsky. No, Jeff Lemire. Mm-mm. Oh, that is a snub. It is For 10,000 Black Feathers coming out last year? Yeah, that's a snub. Yeah, yeah. dude. He had all that Bone Orchard. He's had... Uh, I understand uh, that, like, monsters. they probably don't want to throw Ascension. Jeff Lemire's name in there every single year, but... Because he's winning Orchard, like, <clears throat> Bone Orchard, I think, all started last year, and that alone should, like, chisel his name onto the nomination list, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. It is definitely a snub. But alas, there's some good that's a, names. That's a crowded field right there. That's a crowded crowd. Yes, I don't want to yeah. take anything away from these guys who made it on the list. They're all very deserving. But I just can't get over Jeff Lemire not being on that list, you know? Oh, yep. 100%, man. Uh, writer, artist, uh, Sarah Anderson, Kate Beaton, Espe, uh, uh, Junji Ito, and Zothor are good. Uh, this Junji is like people, Ito? I don't even know who these people are. Junji Ito is a horror uh, manga artist. Yeah, it's on so, Viz. Yeah, I bet manga can get a lot of uh, they kind of clean up in this uh, category because they often always do uh, writing yeah. and art on their own books. Yeah, it just really kind of shows. I wanted to spotlight this because it really kind of shows how, like Jeff Lemire is a writer artist. He has books that are on the way. The Fish Flies book that's on the way, but really, this is a manga category. You no, know, yeah, but that, really that's generally that's generally what um, it's generally manga. They it is the writer and the artist are the same person. So I yeah. mean, and they they crank out a lot of stuff. Yeah, dude, they're always drawing, man. Uh, best penciler, inker, or team, Jason or Sean, Jason Sean Alexander on hey, hey. Yeah, local boy, Portland, Tennessee. Uh, David used to date his. Uh, no, sister. that is untrue. <laughs> Alvaro Martinez Bueno for a nice house on the lake. Sean Phillips, Bruno fucking Redondo, and Greg Smallwood. 
Sorry. Bruno Redondo and Greg Smallwood are the only ones that are running in this. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jason, Sean Alexander. You're amazing. Philadelphia is a dope book. It is. I just don't think he's going to get the win here. That is really hard to – Those are. that's a wall to get over, those two, you know? Yeah, dude. And Sean Phillips, too, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot – all the all great artists, of course, you know? They wouldn't yeah. be nominated if they weren't. But, yeah, Bruno yeah. Redondo, I feel like – I never saw anything that kind of matched that like single montage issue from the year before. Oh man, but so good. He still does amazing work. And uh, Greg Smallwood um, on uh, Human Target, he had such like a pitch perfect noir look to everything. It was really great. Sometimes yeah. I thought that was like Phil Noto doing the art. It I know. So good. Yeah. Uh, best painter, Moly Media artist, Lee Bermejo, Felix Dillep, Darius Schmidt, Sana Takeda. Zoe Thorogood and Thomas Woodruff. I'm sorry. Lieber Mayho is a shoe in for this. Sana Takata is amazing. She's yeah. a dark horse here. But yeah, Lieber Mayho is I, I a kinda, shoe in. I kind of hope she wins, though. I kind of hope yeah, she wins. Because yeah, because that's that's on Monster. She's on Monstrous. But, yeah, she's uh, on Monstrous. That, that artwork on the cover. The Night Eaters. I, I'm not familiar with that one. But yeah. But what the cover art, the art on the cover, it's the art in the interior. I mean, she does some amazing stuff. We'll hear her oh. name again. I think she's going to win in another category. Uh, best cover artist, uh, Jen Bartel. That's my pick right there. Bruno Redondo, Alex Ross, Sana Takata, and Zoe Thorogood um, for Joe Hill's reign. I'm sorry. Sana Takata has a good chance of winning this category. Oh. Yeah, her cover. Jen Bartel's going to take it for these She-Hulk yeah. covers, dude. These She-Hulk covers have been so amazing. They've Jen, been so Whatever good. Jen Bartel does is pretty amazing, too. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a tough one. That is a crowded field. Uh, coloring, Jordi Belair, uh, Jean-Francois Belay, Dave McCraig, Jacob Phillips, Alex Ross getting a nomination for his fa uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle. I think that's a little weird that he's getting that nod for best coloring. He did do the coloring in it. It is a departure, but I'm just not sure that the coloring in there deserves an award, except for the fact that it's Alex Ross doing the coloring and it's different from his usual style. That's I, probably I just think what that's they nominated weird. him for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jordi Belair, it's so hard to beat her. She's just so amazing. Um, and that's it. That's it. We do have best lettering because I wanted to mention that Stan Sakai is nominated again for best lettering. I think he's gotten like three best lettering awards from the Eisners. Um, but those will be handed out July 21st during the big Comic-Con. During the big Comic-Con. All right. Do we want to talk about Miss Marvel? Just briefly. Um... Go, ahead. Go ahead, Taylor, because I don't want to talk about Miss Marvel. We're having a bit of a discussion in the chat about like this seems like a foolish move to me because they have the, they have her movie along with a, uh, you know, Captain Marvel and a uh, photon coming out. in I think November. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this November is coming 23rd. out. I, this, this issue you're showing here, this is going to come out either June or July. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So either that you don't want the character dead. We, we of course know she's coming back. That goes without saying that every major comic book character, when they die, they will eventually inevitably come back. Yeah. But you don't want the character dead when the movie's out, and that just doesn't seem to make any sense. Are and they gonna fast forward this? Are they gonna like then why do it? This? If you're like, going to, to have the buzz. character be back within a couple of months, it doesn't build buzz. I think I it does with like like the normies. You know what I mean? I think they see these stories uh, where Oh, I know who Captain Marvel is or Miss Marvel is. She died, you know. You know what I mean? She's a popular character now outside of comics. Yeah, she already had her TV show come out and yep. she yeah, is, and she's in that trailer. She is the I think the best character that they introduced within the last 10 years. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt and it's a big deal. It sort of r reminds me of Marvel, you know, when he passed away. But I Actually, yeah, they, uh, that's the um, the fallen friend uh, yeah. titling comes from that back when yeah. they killed the original Marvel. Yeah, uh, it's G. Willow Wilson, Salah Ahmed, and Mark Wade on this book, uh, which makes sense. G. Willow Wilson was the creator. Salah Ahmed had a great run with the character, and Mark Wade wrote her on the uh, Young Avengers. 
the champions, yeah. Champions, right, yeah. Uh, Humberto I'll Ramos, Takashi Go ahead. I'll probably pick up this issue just because it is cool to see Jubilee Wilson back with the character. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this could be an opportunity for characters to, like, talk about, like, you know, what she means to the Marvel Universe and all that. And, you know, I think that'll make for good storytelling. I just am baffled by the timing of this. Yeah, it's a little weird. We're going to talk about um, Captain Marvel in the Avengers later. But is this... Dave, are you opening a beer? Come on. I'm not doing anything. Dave, I know it's you. (laughs) That's not me. I have a bottle of water. I've been drinking. Not making any sound. I am not drinking a canned drink. Right. That was me. Thank you. You don't have to cover for him, Andy. I know it was Dave. Uh, is this opening more, right? Is Carol fixing to die? Are things going to happen that... I'm just saying, this is such a big deal. It feels like an empty marketing ploy on the surface. I'm just thinking there has to be more to it. Uh, there I mean, is definitely a mutant on the cover here. Are they going to make you know, Kamala a mutant with the resurrection protocol. She they don't even is need a mutant to. In the they, they resurrect normal people now. They don't even need the mutant angle for that. Well, they have right. Wolverine on there because she was the first hero that she met. Uh, right. Well, yeah, to, those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. This could be a gimmick. I kind of think it is, but it could also lead to some cool stories. I am interested in seeing Wolverine's take on her death because, yeah, he uh, he was the first one she teamed up with. I am interested in seeing Spider-Man because I haven't been reading that Spider-Man run, but um, if he basically is the problem. Apparently, it's somehow his fault, which explains why he's like super angsty. Which we haven't even talked about the Spider-Man angle of this. Yeah, I know. You can write Spider-Man stories without them being misery porn. You don't have to just like throw empty angst at the character every fucking time. He always loses, you know. Even when he wins, he loses, and it's just God. It's so yeah, not necessarily just lazy writers. Right, was taking over his body. Yeah, dude. Lazy writers just make it all angst and mopiness, but they don't have to. There's been a lot of amazing runs where they didn't go down that path. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're definitely gonna all read this. You know, we're gonna check out what's going on with. Kamala and all that shit, but we know she's going to be back. We don't know how she's going to be back. We don't know how this is going to impact things going on in the MCU, but I guarantee it does. This is going to be a big deal. It's going to end up being a big deal, but right now, it doesn't really feel like a big deal. That's my problem with it. It doesn't really feel like a big deal. It's also lame when they kill a character not even in their own book. Yeah, I know, right? Dude, the fridge... You know, and this is not women in refrigerators. It's not even close to that. But, man, there have been folks talking like that. It is that, you know, and I understand why they're saying that. But it's it's not that, you know, we are not going to forget about Kamala Khan. You know, women in refrigerators is that's the only thing they're here for. No, this is going to expand her story just as much as it's going to feed into the current Spider-Man, you know, depression and, oh, I fucked up. I'm Peter Parker. I'm terrible. Let's do food. Mmm, yummy. Like, yeah, and it works as though, a teenager. Food. Yeah, as an adult, it's just sad and pathetic. Yes, exactly. You just want to smack the shit out of them. It's perfectly said. Uh, okay, yeah, food. The first one is there's a Spider-Man cheeseburger. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. It's got a red. Okay. Oh, yeah. gross. Gross. I don't know why the bun is red, but it looks like a regular well, whopper. Otherwise, it's part of his primary color scheme. But I feel like it would have been more appropriate for it to be a black bun with red seeds. They yeah. do that. They they've, do that. they've done that before. They've had. They a black did that. That was the Halloween burger. They yeah. did a venom oh. one. They well, sure, they could have just recycled that, but I don't know. I mean, this is probably going to make your poop a weird color. Is the yeah. only takeaway I have from this, dude. That's literally in my notes. That's literally in my notes. This is going to make your poop look weird. Other than that, I don't really... It's it's a fine tie-in, I guess. Whatever. Yes. Swiss cheese and all the traditional Whopper toppings. That's it. It's just Swiss cheese instead. Woo-hoo. I don't know why Swiss. Because they don't usually have Swiss. I mean, they don't, but I don't know why for this. Like, Spider-Man, we got to put the Swiss cheese on it. That is true. I don't know why yeah. that Swiss is more appropriate for Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's available now. Oh, the next movie across the Spider-Verse yeah. will be in theaters June 2nd. <laughs> 
Maybe like a lot of the movie takes place in Switzerland and we just don't know it. Oh yeah, we just don't know. Maybe maybe the maybe that secret universe that all the Spider-Man are in is actually is, you know, Spider Switzerland. <laughs> uh CC's has a 64 slice 28 inch Pizilla. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh they said it'll feed up to 15 people. I bet me and a friend could tackle it. I bet me and the amazing Amanda could tackle it if we tried hard enough. I feel like you'd regret it afterwards, but Oh, we would. Us. Oh, for sure oh, there would God. be regret. I mean, this is there are there are places that have pizzas this big as like a house special. So sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure my will before I even start on that thing. <laughs> I guess the price is coming from CC's because that's like a buffet pizza place. I don't necessarily yes. go there to like cater for a party you know yeah eli asking if the bun on the spider-man burger tastes like velvet cake it will it will will, and you will love it nasty (laughs) um this feels like the kind of thing you go in and order like and you get your whole meal for free if you eat it all you know in like an hour or whatever (laughs) man versus food yeah man versus food (laughs) He had uh, to this... stop doing that because of health problems for doing that. I know, had... man. They were killing people. Of course he did. I mean, that was he, that's he, like he that guy popped back up on some like video with Wolfgang Puck talking about like some kind of like uh, pizza that was a uh, cock uh, bar pizza or something like that that was served on cocktail napkins. Oh Just my like God. here, like late recently, like within the last couple of days. Yeah, man. I like CCs, dude. There's, like there's no CCs here in Minnesota. I can tell you that right no, now. No, Eli's in I Minnesota. He just said they closed out. it down, though. They closed it down. Well, there isn't one anymore, I guess. Yeah, there used um, to be one. And they closed yeah, I have, a, I have a soft spot for CCs. I used to eat it a lot when I was younger. But, yeah, me um, too. It was it's fun. a celebration yeah. of food. It was, <laughs> man. It There's this uh, short-lived television show. It's only on for one season. Me and the wife watched it when we first started dating. It was called uh, The United States of Bacon, where this one guy... It's kept on going around to all these restaurants that serve heavy loads of bacon on stuff. And it's like, his thing was like, it eats more bacon. It's like, no, it doesn't need more did bacon. He did, it, yeah, no, did, did he die? Yeah, did he die? die? That was die. actually the first thing I was thinking. Yeah, did he pass all away from heart disease? Did no, the food he didn't, win? Actually. He's, yeah, he's did the food win? Man like versus food, the food won. <laughs> uh, so this is made with four pounds of dough, 28 inch pie, 64 slices. Um, yeah, it's only forty nine ninety nine. It's available starting Monday, May fifteenth. Oh, any extra ingredients are five dollars. If you want more toppings, when the Piezilla first appeared in uh, twenty twenty two, it was sixty five dollars. And extra it leveled an entire city each. before it returned back to the Sea of Marinera. Ooh. Yeah, man, what <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is basically the equivalent of buying your pizza in bulk. Why would they make it more expensive to get your pizza this way? Yeah, they're making it cheaper. So, I mean, could you just not have it's the pepperoni and just have now. a 28 inch cheese pizza? Why would you want that? Why would man, you get the fuck out of here? That's shit, no shit. Like, oh, are you a painter? No, that's a blank white canvas. Huh? Yeah, no, you're not a painter. You didn't you eat at least action. one topping besides cheese. Yeah, somebody's like, oh, I get extra cheese. That's not a topping. No, Cheese pizzas are for kids who don't cheese. like to eat vegetables and won't put I, them on their pizza who don't want to eat thank meat. Thank you. I thank used you. to work at Papa John's, and they and people were like, I just want a cheese pizza. I was like, that's not a pizza. You need a topping on it. But yeah, sure, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I would talk <laughs> I'm going to put man. hot sauce on it. Did you get in it's trouble for sassing either. the That's customer? I completely game. agree with you, but I'm curious if you got in trouble for sassing the customer. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I worked there for two years. He uh, worked there in an era where people years. wouldn't, the customers wouldn't sass back. <laughs> Nowadays, they'll sass. You got to remember, this was like, you no, know. That's hilarious. This is like, you know, 2002. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah, man. And we have fired for... You. For shitting on people's pizza orders, <laughs> you wanted an extra topping. I love that so much. It's so funny. All right, no let's substitutions. Do... Yeah, no substitutions. It's pepperoni. Hey, I know you have a pepperoni lovers. Can I get a jalapeno lovers? It don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that. It don't work like that. All right, let's <laughs> let's do comics. Let's do... Man, there are so many comics this week. All kinds of number ones, but uh, my honorable mention this week, man, I have to get to the pictures. Sorry. One honorable mention this week for me for, damn it, Star Trek number eight, 
Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing, Mike Freehand. Still going strong as hell. The uh, the Theseus borrows some shit from a previous episode, you know, of, of Deep Space Nine. And they have solar sails because there's a weird nebula. You know what I mean? And they have to get through it, you know, to find this station to find whatever they need to find. What the fuck? Ever. Man, but, they just wanted an excuse to have like a cool look for the ship. But shit, of course. I'm, I'm fine with that. But yeah, me know. too. They're just it repeating looks... an episode of, of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Uh, but the trial of Cisco for the Cardassian War was just fucking perfect. It was so fun. He's still yeah, ain't out of the really woods. Garrett comes back to be his lawyer. You know, Garrick shows up. So there's a lot Garrick. of nostalgic. Garrick, fun, dude. <laughs> the best character in Star Trek. Oh, he's amazing. Nine. So he's great. great. He's so not great. a tailor. He's just a simple tailor. Just a simple tailor. Uh, but my number three this week, all my three are are basically, you know, high-profile books. Uh, no, not that one. Avengers, number one. Uh, Jed McKay, C.F. Vita. It, it felt like I had read this before. Okay, it had a lot of first intro sy- syndrome. First issue yeah. syndrome. Yeah, that's what keeps character. it as an honorable mention for me. Yeah, as we see this new team. But, dude, there's so much fucking potential here. They are really pulling out all the stops. Um, the art was great. We're already seeing where this series is going to go. And... Yeah, I had just a great fucking time with this. Yeah, this issue was a pretty good opener. Um, they're gathering the team. I like the you know the let's get a new reader acquainted with this character, like why they're important. Um, you know, and yeah, they're pimping out Kang for you know his uh increased role in the MCU. You know, it's all well and good, but yeah, um, I like the lineup. I thought it was a cool opening salvo. They brought back kind of like a a powerful but not particularly well-known like person for them to beat up here. It all worked pretty well. And, yeah, yeah Terminus cool. is weird, dude. He's such a weird guy. But, yeah, it was a good book. Good issue. Uh, I'm really stoked for what's to come. This book is more of a prelude to that. And it got me excited for the Avengers new thing that they're doing. So, yeah, yeah it hit me. It cracked my, my top three this week. So, Taylor, honorable mention. Um, our- number three. That's why I mentioned uh, Avengers. That's a pretty solid honorable mention. Uh, Flash was fun. It's always fun. Um, oh, apparently not. Not fun for a uh, young one there. Yeah, but, um, Flash's good. I hate when Granny. I hate Granny goodness with a passion. She sucks. But yes, please. Well, I mean, she is awful. But she's uh, awful. Captain Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty was. Oh um, man, I got to show yeah. off this book. Yeah, this was kind of a, trans- it's like a transition issue. We're like going from like an action set piece, kind of moving to another one. But yeah, the uh, montage fight between uh, him and Black Widow was pretty solid. Um, I love this where they were going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. That was just mm, great comic booking there from Lansing and 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 uh, what what's his name? Lansing and Kelly. Yeah, great work. Yeah. Uh, Superman number four gets an honorable mention. That's continues to be a really good Superman run so far. Um, the Vigil and um, Cyborg were both okay debuts. Yes, yes, just okay though. Yeah, so, this this panel in Cyborg, this two page spread was beautiful. And I will say though, coming back as a terrible eulogy. Absolutely oh no! Yeah, worst terrible eulogy eulogy. ever. He's like uh, giving his backstory to them instead of. Which yeah. I get from like the comic book standpoint why he's doing that, but like yeah. if I was sitting there in the church and he's like, he's barely mentioned his dad. He just kind of told us all about like joining the Teen Titans and stuff. Yeah, terrible. I love, I love how everyone's like in a tux but still wearing their masks and shit. It's so cool. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah, what's the other one you mentioned? Vigil. It was pretty good. It has some potential. Yeah. I'm on board for. It's interesting. Um, yeah. we snapped my number three. Bare- yeah, we barely oh, know nice, what's going nice. on. Well, then I'll let you talk about it in a minute. Yeah, but nice. we barely know what's going on so far, so that's why it's still just an honorable mention for me. Yeah. Um, my number three this week is Guardians of the Galaxy number two. Oh my goodness. Nice. It was good. Yeah, I love Kev Walker's artwork. So whenever that's in a book, that's a huge plus for me. Um, and I think I like the energy that they're bringing to this book. You know, these are a bunch of like they're kind of sort of trying to do good, but you know they're not afraid to just be like, well, fuck it, we're just gonna take the money then. You yeah. know, when things do go sideways, um, I'm really interested in all this like intrigue and like politicking that's going on in the background of this book. And they still haven't explained what yeah. Grootfall is and what happened to create that situation, but 
Yeah. I'll be damned if I'm not super interested in finding out still, you know? So, man, yeah. how about another Lansing Kelly book we're mentioning this week? That's three. Yeah. It's Cap and Star Trek, and now this. Man, those guys are killing it. They are. They are killing it. Killing it. All right, Andy, if you can. All right. Uh, yeah, she's fine. She's just screaming a little bit. Um, oh, I do that all the time. Sometimes <laughs> at work. That's so, why I do all my breaks at work. Uh, we already talked about Flash 799 and Star Trek 8. Uh, nice. But I want, uh, my honorable mention for this week is Good Deeds, number one. Nice. I did nice. a review of that. That's a pretty good book. Uh, I like the I beginning of it. Arcs. Yeah, there it is. The beginning the beginning, and then this book is really well done where uh, the very beginning is just like, you know, those who are, you know, don't study history are doomed to repeat it. And But sometimes history leaves a mark and it's like, ooh. But then the middle of the book is kind of low and the end of the book is really good. Yeah. And then my number three is actually the visual. Nice. Um, <laughs> she's really mad at me. <laughs> um, she's like, I hate the vigil. I don't know what's going on. Evenly disagrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reads like a spy novel, and every member of the of this group had like its own like part in this book, where you got to introduce them a little bit. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's my number three because of how much I read this week. So. Yeah. No. No. It was a good book. I am intrigued to see what happens next. It's got a good pedigree with Ram V. And I think it's going to come together. To me, it felt almost like, hey, I'm going to take half of, like, a Justice League or something like that. And then half of a, I don't even know, man, like a Suicide Squad. And I don't know. It felt like a mishmash of stuff. I'm hoping that it separates itself from. They did set up a really good little mini tragedy there where um, the dude at the beginning is like, I'm just going to go somewhere far enough away where I can take a dump without being shot at. And then at the end of the book, he was taking a dump and he got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect Ram V. get too far away. Perfect Ram V stuff. Perfect. Uh, Awesome. Good good choice. Uh, Dave. All right. I have no idea what Dave's picking this week. All righty. Um. Um, my first honorable mention is Arcade Kings number one. You know, I had that up earlier on accident. A uh, lot going on in this book. Uh, it's a big much, issue. It's a big issue. There's a lot to chew through in this thing. Yeah. Um, and my next honorable mention is going to be the Red Room Crypto Killers. Uh, yeah, I didn't grab that. Sorry, bro. Uh, a lot. Well, that, that, <sighs> Apparently, I learned that the Red Room is a thing, and uh, in uh, the comics, and this is just a continuation of another of the series. And right. this is the first one I've found of it. And it right. seems intriguing enough to pick them up or try to find the other issues. Yeah. Uh, my number three pick this week is uh, Masters of the Masterverse number four. Oh my gosh! See, I didn't. There were so many books this week. I did not grab that cover. Sorry. Um. This one, you know, the story going story going into it is Zodak and the Sorceress are having an argument about the importance of He-Man throughout and the multiverse, and they're exploring that through the multiverse. Yes, yeah. um, we get the, that Netflix uh, CGI series. We get the we get a pretty much half the book is dealing with them. Apparently, the the Masters of Doom and Destruction have made a whole team of fakers. Faker, so uh, which is like. Uh, when Zodak was peering into, it, he's like, "Well, why are the masters of the universe acting like villains?" <laughs> so, right. Uh, but uh, then the rest of the 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 rest of the story is He Man, He Men from multiple He Mans, He Persons, because there's women and cat people in there too. He um, uh, but uh, they are from across Wait, the multiverse. So, sorry, but there's like He Woman out there somewhere. That's kind there's of a. a there's yeah. a Hira, Hira, like Shira, like Shira. Okay. Um, and then there's a there is a uh, a cringer, uh, anthropom- anthropomorphic uh, looking He-Man. Oh lord, rad! That is rad, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and check that out just to see that. Uh, but For they all the are furries out there. They are they it. are fighting a threat to the multiverse in the form of Modulok, which is a villain from the Horde. That's and, a deep cut. That's a yeah, deep it's, cut. It, it, but I've loved this series because there is that deep, there is deep lore in here. We we touch on different. It's uh, for the fans. Iterations. It is. It is. Yeah. If you love Masters of the Universe, this has been like 
just you know that cherry on top with the sprinkles. That's awesome. That's awesome. I am not a big Motu fan, at least not that big. I am a big Motu fan. Nice. All right, moving it back to me, number two, uh, Titans number one. Excuse me. I love this. This book. is my number one this week. So much. This is my number two so this great. week. Oh, nice, nice. All right. Oh so man, it's gonna be so efficient. All right. We are very efficient this week. Uh, Tom Taylor, Nicholas Scott. This is just the perfect debut issue. It hits every beat you want it to hit. Uh, despite Peacemaker showing up, which is the only thing that you know. That felt a little like corporate energy ish. It yeah. felt forced. It felt forced. Um, I love the new look to Titans Tower with the greens. You know, it's like a, a new sort of vision. Um, I love this big fucking kaiju throwdown that they had. What? Are you kidding me? Uh, man, this panel was my favorite panel of the whole book. Nicholas Scott just painting a nuclear reactor the way a nuclear reactor actually looks. No fantasy, yeah, no really sci-fi weirdness. This is actually how a nuclear reactor works. And it hits so hard. Like, man, these heroes are stopping nuclear meltdowns. You know what I mean? It's like, an, it, I don't know. It felt real. It felt like it was really just leaning into what Tom Taylor's wheelhouse is. Taking socially relevant shit, pushing it into his book of fantasy, and making it work. Um, yeah, and speaking of Tom Taylor as writer, one thing we like to rave about in the uh, Nightwing book is the interactions he has with his, you know, friends and family and other supporting cast, and that's really on display here as well. That and we get more than just Nightwing's perspective, which makes it kind of a, a better version of that too. You know? Yeah, the Raven Beast Boy relationship taking a, a it was really sweet. It's very, it, it yeah. continues to be sweet. You know, there ain't no way that Tom Taylor isn't planting a seed there for it to break our fucking hearts down the road. Oh, he will. He and will. I can't wait for him to break my heart. Uh, I love this when Peacemaker's, like, trying to push his fascist nationalist shit. And he's like, I'm not from here. I'm not even from this planet. And then Raven, I wasn't born in this dimension. You know, <laughs> just this great shit. Uh, and then this ending, you know, where it's like, oh, shit. What? Wally did again. He fucked up again. Time travel. Well, I mean, we know that this isn't going to stick, but it yeah. is an intriguing way to start <laughs> off, right? They basically yes. took who was arguably the most powerful member of the team, and like, you know, yeah, they set up <laughs> some sort of like murder mystery here. It's exactly, a lot of fun. Exactly, dude. So fun. Uh, the whole shit with uh, uh, Tempest with Garth. That's awesome, dude. What has he got going on? I'm sure it has to do with the reason... You know, Monkey Boy over here. I don't even remember his name. Yeah, over I mean, fighting. this issue really touched on a lot of the pillars you want to see, right? Like, we had yes. really cool action. We had a, yeah, look at this fucking kaiju fight. That's amazing. Awesome. And then we also we had great, like, interpersonal dynamics between the team members. And we also got a lot of seeding, you know, that yes. it's going to be big payoffs. More than one. Not just, like, one thing that they're going to pay off down the road, but three or four, you know? Now, yeah. this is Beast Boy as a kaiju, right? Right, Obviously. yeah, this is like a Starfire showed him an alien from another planet. He was able to do it. Man, um, he, adding that to the repertoire is a real. Yeah, I know it's my daughter rad. likes it, so <laughs> that's um, good to hear. I mean, with Beast Boy though, they even touched on it where he's suffering from PTSD from the fallout of the yeah. gunshot to his eye. It does a know? good job acknowledging what's going on in other books, and yeah. it, it, like you said, this really is like a perfect debut issue. It is, and. I, it's, it's so funny that num my number three this week is Avengers number one because I'm looking forward to its potential. Titans number one is showing its potential from issue number one. It's like uh, both sides of the same coin, you know, in, in how you debut a comic book, a high-profile high big two comic book. And, man, Titans just did a way better job this week. And in the context of DC saying, no, Justice League are coming back, but for right now, the Titans are the main team. We know the main team over at Marvel is the Avengers. It's wild that both of these books came out in the same week. I'm sorry, Titans was better. Way better. Yeah, way I was about better. to say that like, Titans yeah. eating Avengers lunch this week was something I probably wouldn't have predicted you know, just no, a few years ago. No, not me. Not me. So, yeah, Titans number one was all on all of our lists except Dave. So, Taylor, uh, you're number two. 
My number two is Fantastic Four, number seven, slash 700. That is my number one book of the week. Okay, well, we can save it for your number one talk, then. Brilliant. No, let's do it right now. No, All right, let's do it right now. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm a sucker for a Doctor Doom book, and this book was an amazing look. Yeah, this book was an amazing look at the... It's making Doctor Doom look awesome, but also showcasing his... debilitating arrogance you know like he eats their he just kicks the shit out of them he just mops the floor with them then like we see him like travel through time over and over again and like he's slaughtered the nihilist yeah but he can never accomplish his goal but like the breakdown of how he cannot accept that he can't be doing this like yeah and with that said he's he's trying to save valeria from what reed did to him by sending her out of time for a year because he's Sworn to protect her as her godfather. I love that angle as well. Yeah. yeah. It was a great way to bring him into this book in a fairly organic way. Um, And it was also just like, yeah, his monologuing about like, well, like him trying to like rationalize in his own head. Like he cannot accept that he's just not succeeding. So he's talking about like, you know, ah, future me's must be uh, going back and like, oh, it is impossible for doom to like, have any form of weakness. So he like goes back and he erases this version of himself so that he never went on to fail. You know? Exactly. But it's like, Doom does though. Exactly. That's what doom does though. But it was like a poetic symmetry here where it was he himself who caused his own downfall. He's like, I can't win. So I got to tell my first self. And it always is right. I mean, this is a good encapsulation of how awesome doom is, but also in a lot of ways, how pitiful doom is, you know, his his inability to accept that he is imperfect in any way has always been his greatest downfall. Yeah. 100%. I also got to go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah. It's a running joke between me and me and one of my coworkers is that doom literally has like this list of things that he checks off every single day. To make sure that he's gonna do everything, and he never completely checks it off, so he has to go back and be like, "God, oh, drat." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again, I love Ryan North in this. Um, his writing style. This is a phone call, right? These few panels. Usually, when there's a phone call or like over the CB, you know, over the radio, we're talking. You see both sides of the conversation. In this one, you're only seeing one side of the conversation. It really adds just this, I don't know, this uniqueness to this book. The other angle here, Ryan North, is this fucking weird thing that Dr. Doom did where he's removing letters of the alphabet with nanotechnology. That was just so weirdly sci-fi, just so – I don't know another word for it. It was so unique the way – he brought this weird, stupid sci-fi angle. Honestly, it felt really Star Trek to me. You know what I mean? It felt. Yeah, really I mean that would like, be a great premise for a Star Trek episode. It that would. Was like, yes, that, they've had episodes actually, uh, like that. Yes, that was a gimmick from Yu Yu Hakusho back in the day. To, like, right. Bring my own version to this. Yeah, there's but, a Deep uh, Space Nine episode where there's like this weird space virus where they start talking gibberish. You know, and this kind of had that same energy. Part of me was kind of disappointed that Doom just like, oh, and you can talk again, you know, instead of them having to like come up with a clever solution for it. Yeah. But that this being also, said, like, yeah, this was, yeah, this was this a also real had panels great. that threw back to Marvel history, uh, Secret Invasion, Civil War. It had these little moments, you know, where Doom was doing his best to save his goddaughter from only a year of being outside of time. She wouldn't be impacted at all. But it's just a great character depiction. It's an examination of the character. Aunt Petunia, this house where they're hanging out for a while just working on the house. And it was entertaining, this slice of life fucking shit, dude. It was so damn well done. Uh, And then we get this epilogue where S.H.I.E.L.D. is just the worst thing ever. Maria Hill doing her thing with Nick Fury. Yeah, That is a sinister-ass look that they gave her. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah, look at her. Oh, ha, ha, ha. she's evil. You can tell. Just a perfect book. That was Taylor's number two, but my number one. Uh, Andy, what was that on you? Yeah, that falls on me. I, it's my number one because my number two is the same as uh, your number two, Gomer. Oh, so Titans. Number, 
Yeah, I, I had the same. I had the same one. You know, Titans was really nice. good. Uh, so my yeah, number Titans one is, was my number one. So yeah, we just kind of flipped there, you and I. Yeah, yeah. But so, my number one is I, I'm not sure if anybody else read this one. I actually really enjoyed it. Is Miss Truesdale and the Fall of Hyperbolia? No, I oh did not get my, this. Is that I Mike Mignola of uh hellboy universe right yeah this is this is a new add-on to the hellboy universe and it's a really good add-on i really enjoyed it it has a lot of like there's some you know there's some shenanigans going on but you know it's it's hellboy universe so there's going to be some shenanigans going on you know it's right, got, right you know it, it introduces some good characters it has a nice good side plot line that can kind of weave into the hellboy universe but you know, it's a very solid issue overall, and it's like for, like I said, for I read, I didn't really read that much, so you know, it's just like it, right. it kind of got number one by default. So <laughs> nice. Well, Magnolia's, you know, I mean, come on, can't go wrong. Royalty, royalty. So uh, awesome, Dave. Did we hear your number two? Nope. Man, Dave wraps it with two big reviews. Alrighty. This is so gonna. Be, I number, have no idea. My number two book is nowhere. Number three, no or one. No number one. Three. No one. Number three. Yeah, no one. Batman. So in no the win universe. and nowhere. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the Marvel book. <laughs> uh, we was are, a really solid issue. Yeah, we are. We are still pretty deep in the mystery of who this new no one is. Um, I wouldn't say the noose is tightening, but now he has made contact with the the podcast the reporter that's doing the podcast about him. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, but there's just a lot of there's a lot of ground they're covering now. The since the detective just basically up and decided to retire at the end of the last issue, uh, he's getting like an exit interview and like another detective burst in, be like, basically lay accusations at him. Like it's just it's just really it's it is it is a kind of it is. Basically, the massive verse of Batman, but we just really haven't gotten into Batman. This Batman character being Batman yet. Everybody's trying like to figure talk. out what's going on. Who is right, Elvis? The air around him. Yes. Is this is nice. this the original guy or is this a copycat? And, you know. Oh, just, nice. nice. Yeah. Man, that massive verse. I can't get over how how popular that shit is. I really can't. And um, then my awesome number one, Dave. My, you rapping it? My number one because it was a good capstone to a series little monsters 13 oh look how i called it it was it was cool it was really good dude it was, it was very was. good it was jeff lemire doing jeff lemire the way jeff lemire does jeff lemire <laughs> i mean that's the only way you could that it. is the only way you could really yeah yeah but uh uh they the, all these little vampires have basically divided up into different groups now and uh the bully is is uh, I know it's, it's out. It's, yeah. And there were humans in there and well, the, the human girl that was, just, they found on early on basically to save her life from, from Billy, they turned her into a vampire. Yeah. That. And now, now they're, now they've split up into two different groups and are we, they're going around finding other human survivors and offering them the chance to be vampires now. So it's almost like these vampires are like, okay, it's the apocalypse. We want to be nice to you by turning you into vampires. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they made the offer to the kid they found at the end of the book uh, in the woods. They're like, you know, you don't have to be alone again. You don't yeah. have to ever be alone. But in order to do that, you've got to become a blood-sucking, you know, day-hating. You know what I mean? It was yeah. kind of like this duality, like, am I better off? It's, Do you think this will get a second volume? Do you think uh, Jeff Lemire will come back here? Um, it's a I Jeff think Lemire he could. book. It will. I, I mean, think he could. Descender got a book, a sequel yeah. series. Yeah. Jeff Lemire does sequel series. I mean, he will do sequel series. I don't know how long it'll be. It might be a year. It might be two yeah. years. But it I just think feels like, to me, this felt sort of like a prelude. Like, I want to create a post-apocalyptic universe with this weird, like awesome vampire spin not awesome like like oh it's really cool like awesome like these vampires are actually doing vampire shit but they're doing it for the best reasons well when the when the yeah. series originally came out i was kind of expecting a very walking dead twist involving vampires and that's kind of what we got kind of 
well, we didn't get that. You know, bit. we didn't get like a Rick Grimes killing. No, vampires, no, no. But, but no. we did get like this delve into humanity. Yeah. With a vampire twist. Yeah, and it's very, it's a, it's a very distinctive perspective because they're all yeah. children who got turned before the apocalypse. Yeah. For sure. So they they have memories of what life was like, but those memories seem to be fading. Yes. And what comes next? Yeah. So and yeah, I think we're gonna definitely get a revisit this. Uh with all that said, with the reviews done, I would be remiss to not show off the coolest panel from this week's fucking comics. I know we didn't talk about X Force, but holy shit. Fucking Wolverine is dope. I'm sorry, it's dope. It's awesome. It was so rad. That X Force book was so much fun. With his head in the jar. Yeah. Oh, dude. If that if this X Force book would have come out any other week, I thought this was gonna definitely hit uh, Taylor's top three because it was such a blast. But um, awesome. That's us. That's us, y'all. We did it. Thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate it. If you like what we're doing, check out what's going over at the Comic Book Bullies. Uh, Leroy and Eli just doing pop culture pop uh, podcast stream. Every week, late, late Sunday night. Um, if you like, uh, if you want links to everything they're doing, go to outrightgeekery.com. Links to all of the bully stuff, all the links to Outright Geekery stuff, including the group where Andy is over there moderating, doing the. Hey, that's me. Thing. Uh, so yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Oh, Jeff, great show. Thank hey, you. Thanks for showing Appreciate it. Kind of do the same. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. We're doing another show tomorrow. Uh, but most of all, I want to thank these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always fun. We fun. are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Oh, you kind of switched it up on us this week a bit. Dude. Yeah, you did. Or me? Did I switch it up? No, he, uh, 